You are listening to the Not So Darling Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Tanya Phillips, a socially awkward overthinker with the vocabulary of a well-educated sailor. On Not So Darling, we will discuss beauty, fashion, wellness, hot topics, honest conversations about family, friendship, marriage, and motherhood, and not taking ourselves so seriously because being perfect is lame. On today's episode of Not So Darling, I will be talking with Sarah Balmer of Sarah Bell Style. Sarah is a light worker, a spiritual teacher who is passionate about helping others lead a more awakened life through homemade jewelry, crystals, yoga classes, and workshops. She is classically trained in design. Sarah has been making jewelry for over 20 years and loves to incorporate the therapeutic benefits of crystals into her designs, as well as consult with clients on how to use crystal energy for support and becoming a more powerful co-creator. I hope you enjoy this episode. I really love Sarah. I have several of her bracelets and believe that her work does create positive energy because it has really helped me with my anxiety. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate you being on, uh, and I look forward to everyone hearing uh, your story that you share. Just to give you a little brief um, description about how I found you was my first purchase um, was a bracelet, and I bought it at my local Bar 3 Frankfurt Avenue um, location. It was a piece white howlet bracelet um, with quartz, and... um, I was going through a big, big, um, uh, major life uh, experience with my dad. He was sick and in a um, nursing facility, and I was taking care of him, um, trying to take care of him and his house and his finances, and also myself and my husband and my son. And so I was just really, really um, beside myself, and I seen this bracelet, and I kept seeing it when I would come in and out of the studio and I, I just, I fell in love with it and I said, I have to have it. So once I seen the tag, I, you know, I just, I just was drawn to it by just the color itself and the look. And so then when I seen the tag and I looked you up on, um, Instagram and then I followed your, um, uh, website, I seen what the actual bracelet was for. It was for, um, reducing stress and anxiety and, when I wore the bracelet, it worked. It worked. So I was sold. I was completely sold after that. And um, I've been a huge fan ever since. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love hearing stories like that. And um, I think that uh, we always have a way of intuitively being drawn to the energies we need. And so I think that's just a beautiful example. Yes. How, how did you get started designing jewelry? jewelry maker out there that I've come across has always been like an avid string bracelet maker as a kid (laughs) do you remember like the string bracelets that yes um, we would weave together as kids I mean I remember having like all-nighters with my friends and making piles of string bracelets and giving them out to all of our friends and which I think is a wonderful sentiment and, and something I still carry forward in my jewelry today of 
you know, giving and connection through, you know, jewelry. But, um, but yeah, I, I started, you know, as a kid and I remember getting a, a bead kit when I was little from, um, one of my aunts and just loving all the different beads and exploring ways to put them together. And at one point I got a bead loom, which is, you know, kind of like a traditional loom with like where you string it and then you really, you weave the bead designs. And I think a lot of kids get these things as gifts and, Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, having a creative spirit, I really took to it. And, but I think there, there was a time where I disconnected from it, you know, uh, which I think is so common um, to do. And then when I was out of college and uh, working at my first design job, so I went to school for interior design. And one of the girls that I was working with was making lamps, like her like they were like pendant lights and they were mm-hmm. done with these beautiful fabrics and she was selling them to some local shops and she encouraged me to start selling my jewelry because at that time I was just kind of doing it as a hobby and so I started selling to Artbeat which was this cool little you know art inspired shop in the Highlands and that was my first uh my first foray into selling my my craft and then it just kind of expanded from there. So yeah, I, I love being creative too. And I've actually dabbled into making jewelry uh, myself. My friend uh, Renee and I had made feather earrings. It was a few years back. And we kind of just we did it for you know, it was a hot item at the time. And we did it for a while. And then we just kind of fell fell off. But um, I I've I too love to be creative and I love home design and decor, although I did not go to school for that. Um, so I, I think creative people are kind of drawn to creative people. So, um, and, and, and I was never, I, I never knew really much about crystals. And so I, or, you know, some of the items that you sell and, and put in the bracelets and, I'm currently wearing my, um, the one that you made me, uh, was it, is it personalized or how, how would, uh, yeah. uh, and I wear it every day and it literally works. And, and so how are, what is crystal healing? And yeah, so, um, so crystal healing is really a way of working with the energetics of the crystals to, really bring your own energetic vibration into balance and into alignment. And so it's thought, well, it's actually fact that crystals have a consistent vibration. So all crystals are classified as like one mineral. And because it's one mineral, it has generally one mineral. It has more than one mineral. It's a rock, but that's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. but because it's one mineral, it's one consistent molecular structure, and it allows it to hold a very consistent vibration. And so we as humans have, you know, an energy field that's always in flux. It's always changing based on mood, based on diet, based on other people we come into contact with. And so when we bring crystals into our field, we entrain with them. And entrainment is something that is widely accepted in the field of physics. We see it all the time, just like how, like a, an example from a bio, like biology perspective is, 
you know, like how two women who become friends and start spending more time together, they'll start to have the same moon cycle. And that's just an example of entrainment. And so when we bring crystals into our field, our energy field will entrain with that more consistent vibration. And so that's how we're able to kind of shift into a state of, um, I get, I want to say consistency, but consistency in our frequency, you know, so Mm -hmm. instead of having some of the volatile ups and downs and, you know, reactions to the changes in our energetic makeup, we can hold a more consistent uh, frequency, if that makes sense. It it does. It does. And I feel like, I mean, like I said, I and I still don't know a lot about them. I just know it works. So when I put it on and I tell everyone, they, they ask me about it, and I'm like, um, well, I just know that this crystal is supposed to do this, you know, calm anxiety, and it has worked for me, and I'm like a faithful believer in, in them now. And, um, and I just wear them. I don't, like, I have some of the um, crystals or the, um, little things that I had gotten from your monthly um, packages, but I, I've, I've used them some and they do work. I just would rather have it on me or wear it. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like armor or protection or something. I don't know. It, 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 it has, it has helped me so, I mean, so much with my anxiety. It, I have overcome, oh, that's just a whole nother podcast, but just yeah, but I have really, it has really honestly helped me. And so, and uh, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in it. And, and I, and I thank you for, you know, um, bringing into it into my life. Um, cause it has really helped me and, and I find holistic health very interesting. And I know that's something that you also do. And, and we haven't talked about this before. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So I, I do have a certification as a holistic health coach and part of what I think spurred my interest in that was I had done, um, a, it was like a more of a dietary type boot camp, like many years ago led by a holistic health coach. And we did like an elimination diet and then we added foods back in and, and through that process, I really started to understand how, much food impacts your overall well-being and and really came to understand that what works for one doesn't work for all and so I actually from that um, went to the school of Institute for Integrative Nutrition to really just dive in and learn more about it and so holistic health is really about leading I think a, a more integrated life you know and really examining all parts of life and how they combine to create balance and well-being so not just diet but um, career relationships spirituality exercise you know all of these things are spokes on the wheel that are important to tend to and so it's about having a really integrated approach to self-care and well-being and you know not bypassing any one and just focusing on the other but really considering all aspects uh, of health and well-being yeah, I, you know, I had um, about 12 years ago found out that I had celiac disease. And so I went my whole life um, not knowing, but I had a lot of stomach issues. And um, after I had my son, 
uh, I found out that I had a thyroid condition. And so they put me on medication. And then within like the next two years, I found out that I had celiac disease. And so when I had to do that, I went to this doctor and uh, he was like an immune, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Im- it's some allergy, immunology type doctor. And so he, um, you know, had me do this elimination diet and it, it, um, had me eliminate, oh, it was so many foods because I had like all these allergies to just, it was rice, uh, blueberries, just so many things. And so I started to like eliminate so much out of my life and then try to reintroduce it and on top of that, not be able to eat um, wheat, rye, barley, gluten, because you can't have any of that once you have you know, found out you have celiac disease. So um, when I did that, I can say that once I reintroduced foods back, some of them were fine. Um, but it was it's, it's been extremely hard for me to um, like gain weight back or because I was so active um, and build muscle. And, and another reason why is because I don't, I don't eat meat. And um, it's, it's funny, but I, I, I wasn't always like this, but, or vegetarian, but um, I just kind of fell that fell into that when I was working out and be prior to finding out I had celiac disease. And so I'm so I have so many limitations with food. And now I'm trying to figure out like what I need to, you know, bring back into my routine or my, my eating or diet. And so I would love to talk to you more about that in, in future, but, um, because it, it has caused a lot of, um, even hormonal imbalances. So being able to talk to you about that would be good. I mean, can you give any pointers as far as that goes, um, with like your gut health and, and your hormones, um, do you have any tips for that? Well, I definitely think eliminating, you know, chemicals and toxins, um, you know, pursuing like a chemical-free lifestyle, which I know is, is really hard, right? It's really tough to do because everything we've come into contact with these days, products that we use or we put on our body, things we consume. I mean, I think that a lot of us are, are operating somewhat blind to how much we're absorbing and digesting and it's not until we get into like our 40s or you know midlife that that our bodies have been so consumed by these toxins that they that we start to kind of break down and have issues and you know so we go for years without really having issues with things and then all of a sudden it's like things start to hit us and it's like well where's this coming from well that can't be a problem because i've never had a problem before but you know there's this accumulation that happens and it starts to impact everything not just you know your energy levels but like your gut health as you as you mentioned and you know i think some people really struggle with weight loss because um you know, as they age, but then a lot of times weight loss can be really impacted by toxins too, and mm-hmm. you know, having poor gut health. And so, I think eliminating you know chemicals is a good starting place. Um, and then you know, having doing like a detox and really cleaning up your diet and cleaning up you know what you're what you're bringing into your environment, um, both around you and then also you know in into your body. Yeah that's you know I'm I'm curious to see if I I feel as if I do a lot of more natural things and even with cleaning um, products or things around my house so 
I'm curious to see if, if I, you know, I do take medication for um, a thyroid, my thyroid, um, but I don't, I take, you know, vitamins and supplements, but I always wonder if there's other things, you know, that contribute to the issues that I've had. So, um, yeah, I would definitely like to talk to you more about that for sure. Um, and I know you, I feel like you have, you have a lot of interesting um, things that you're into and. Um, one of them I seen that you um, are into or you teach yoga. So how did you get started in yoga? Yeah, so um, yoga is another one of those two that was, you know, a thread of um, back when I was, you know, younger that um, was, was something that piqued my interest. I remember I was probably like college age, I think, where I, and I, t- I remember taking yoga in college um, and really exploring just the whole realm of yoga. I think I remember um, having like Rodney Yee videos. That was back when he was much more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have all the yoga influencers that we do today. But um, and like I remember reading um, Your Heart, Your Planet, and just being really passionate about you know being plant based and um, living your yoga was another book I remember reading and uh, and just I remember really embracing the broader essence of yoga, you know, it was, I feel like back then, um, when I say back then, that was probably 20 years ago, but I feel like yoga was not so popular, you know, as it is today, and it certainly was not viewed as like a workout like it is today, it was just really, I feel like much more of a traditional um, practice, you know, and I really embodied that during that time. And then I think I disconnected from it at some point and then came back around to it, you know, probably 10 years later or so, and then pursued my, um, teacher training just because I, I think with all my, I've had a lot, I've done so many trainings and things and a lot of it's just been really a thirst for knowledge, you know, and wanting to kind of explore and, and know, on a deeper level and so Mm -hmm. that's you know why I did teacher training and then I do I do teach today but um only like one class a week I feel like it's still very much a you know a personal practice and just a philosophy that I embody you know in terms of how I live life yeah you know I had never done yoga until the last year or two or you know bar three I, I feel as if it incorporates some yoga movements but I had never really physically done an actual class. And then I went and um, my mom actually bought me and my husband a gift certificate to try beginner's yoga. And we went to Yoga Bomb. Um, And it was it was really good. I really liked it. And I was kind of familiar with some of the posing um, in the beginning for that because of bar three. And it has I. It has opened my eyes because I used to view it before because I was a really big cardio junkie. (laughs) And so I would I would view it before as what? That's not a workout like that. And but it really does strengthen your body and it feels so good to be able to know how to breathe. Um, That's that's what has it has helped me learn is to breathe when I'm, you know, in positions that I'm holding my breath or I'm still working on that. But, um, yeah, I feel that it it's helped and it helps kind of like relax your mind and set you on a pace of like stillness or I don't know, just 
feeling better within. So I, I'm really into that now for sure. So um, the the other thing, and I I was curious about is, do you have pointers for newbies as far as um, yoga, holistic health, or crystals go? Um, anything that you can give? any pointers or, you know, for new people that have think it's kind of, cause you know, some people look at it and think it's weird They'll Or they'll say that's weird, you know, or that's like magical or mythical type stuff. Or they'll, they get confused on, um, thinking that it's, I know it's spiritual, but I don't, I think they think that it's going to replace their faith or change their beliefs in some way. And I think that's a big misconception because I, I didn't feel that way. I mean, I'm Catholic and um, I don't, I didn't, you know, feel that that changed the way I felt. I mean, if it made me, if anything, it made me have deeper faith and, and have my faith deepened by, you know, having these practices or using these things to kind of bring my mind to a still place to be able to concentrate if that makes any sense yeah it does there's so much (laughs) i feel like that's so uh there's a lot packed in there to what you just said and um and i actually grew up catholic so i can relate there too and also relate with the i think the judgment around it and You know, I think that as far as newbies go, I think there's a couple things. I think one is being open to exploration and really taking what's true for you. You know, like being open without judgment and just, you know, trying things on, you know, seeing kind of, well, how does that land, you know, and not really judging it, but just being witness to it. And because I think that that offers so much in terms of self-discovery and self-awareness and just diving in, you know, deeper to explore and unpack your own beliefs around things, um, which is yoga, by the way. I mean, yoga, there is an element to yoga that's all about self-discovery. And another point is the point of bio-individuality. And I'm really big on this and which is kind of also having your own experience and bio-individuality is about you as an individual are unique and different from everyone else and being able to have your own experience and see what works for you through your own experience versus just you know taking what someone else has said when it comes to crystals in particular I always you know, tell people to choose intuitively, just how you mentioned at the start with the bracelet, how you were so drawn to it. I mean, if you set a bunch of crystals out in front of someone, they'll naturally intuitively be drawn to one or two. And when you start to understand more about what that crystal has to offer, it almost always resonates and it's always perfect. And that too is a path of kind of self-discovery, you know, like not letting the brain drive the action, but really letting the energetics drive you know, the action and letting the heart kind of lead the way. I think that when you do that, you always kind of land in this place of your, of, of deeper insights, deeper spiritual wisdom. And you, you kind of land in being able to discern your own truth. And that's, I think the last piece that I would, that I would add here for newbies is taking what's true for you and, and knowing that 
it doesn't matter what anybody else says. You know, you are your own best source of truth. And you feel that in the body. Like when you hear something and you, you feel that feeling in the body, you know it. You know it's true in your system. You know it's true for you. And it really doesn't matter how how anybody else judges that or sees that. Yes, I, I have to agree with with you because, like I said, I didn't really have any interest in the beginning with any of those things. And once I've kind of was, uh, like I said, I kept going back to the bracelet and back and saying, oh, I really like this. And just knowing that how it made me feel, it's, it's really, you know, helped me just in the, in discovering new things about myself and feeling better about, you know, choices or things that I've made in my life and, and, and getting past those things, although it's still a work in progress. But, um, one thing I was going to ask you, I know I, or I think it's called or reading. Is that correct? Okay. Um, cause you know, I've heard people talk about that. Oh, you know, you can see these, some people have this vision of when they see someone, they can see like their color around them or whatever. Um, and so do you actually see that or when you do those things or is it just something that comes to you as you have this reading? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to answer that. I almost want to give a little uh, background for people that are maybe listening, thinking, what? What is she talking about? Yes, so yeah, the aura yeah. readings, um, the aura is your energy field that surrounds your, your physical body. And so we are, um, we are energy. I mean, our, at the very core, our bodies are made of atoms and water, and those atoms are vibrating um, at a certain frequency. And so we, like I was saying earlier, have an energetic signature, and our aura is comprised of colors that surround our body. And we typically have like a personality aura that's more consistent over time. And then like a mood aura that's always changing and, and fluctuating day to day. And so to answer your question, um, I have seen auras, people's colors, like in, um, you know, in specific like settings where I'm trying to do that. But I would say day to day, no, I don't just walk up and see somebody and see their colors. It's much more of a clear cognizant um, and, uh, aspect for intuiting. And so it's, it's clear knowing, you know, and clear feeling. And so there are different ways of um, accessing your intuition, which you, you probably are familiar with but like you know clairvoyant is like clear seeing and being able to see and there's clairsentience claircognizant um and i'm missing the last one clairaudient which is clear hearing and so for me the process of sensing and tuning into auras is knowing and feeling and so i can pull that information in and and I actually do it a couple different ways in my, so over the last month or two, I got uh, trained in Akashic Records reading. And, and so there's a pathway prayer process used for accessing the Akashic field. And I've started to combine that with the aura readings because I like, I like that process for getting into sort of that person's energetic field. It's just a nice, simple, clear way of entering and knowing that, you know, there's no distractions and I'm in sort of that energetic essence of that person's field. And then, so from that, 
pulling in the colors and the information and being able to present that back to a person. So in those readings, I'm generally pulling in like, okay, what are patterns that are showing up for this person? What are the, what's their dominant color and what does that mean in their field? What are, you know, any areas of weakness? Um, and so being able to share, you know, that back and it's usually, it usually always resonates for the person that I'm reading, which is, I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. It just kind of affirms that, you know, like the, it, it, it confirms that the invisible is, is real. So neat. It's, I find it really fascinating. And I, I have always really never been drawn to the color red. I've never really liked that color. It's just one color. I mean, I've worn the color I've, you know, but there's just something about that color. And so is there is there a reason for that? Yes, I think there's always reasons for why we have color aversions and why we are naturally drawn towards certain colors. And I'm actually with you on that one. <laughs> I hate red. I've always I've always had an aversion for red. And it's yeah, it's funny how like I always hang out in these more upper chakra colors like blues, purples, pinks. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where I tend to spend more of my time too, just, you know, in like the heart, throat, third eye, crown chakras. Um, you know, I think that a lot of times red or like a lot of times aversions can also parallel with avoidance, you know, so like avoiding that root chakra area. And I think a lot of, so a lot of us, like all of us have so much root chakra work to do. And if you've, unless you've really, you know, like been intentional about diving in and facing your shadows and kind of facing those childhood wounds and all of that unless you've done that work then it's kind of there you know just for everybody across the board it's just kind of part of you know who like how we are and so I think that a lot of times having an aversion there is in some cases parallel with you know not looking at certain aspects like certain uh inner wounds Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense. It, it, it really does. I, you know, one thing I think of when I think of red is UofL. And so I'm, I was like a big diehard come from a family of nothing but cat fans, you know, UK all the way. So I don't know if that could be it. I mean, I don't know what it is, but obviously there's something there and I would love to, like I said, find out more. So I'll yeah. definitely, you know, I'm interested in, in learning more about that. And so anyway, so we've come to uh, the last part of the podcast where I ask the same questions to everyone that comes on. And so my first question is name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling. And so this may be hard because as a yogi and a person of mindfulness and stillness and peacefulness, I don't know if this is something that you could speak you know, from or not. So anything not so darling. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. You know, I feel like I feel like there are some pretty um I don't know if this qualifies or not, but I, I, I feel like when I was in India, um I remember hearing about like the t being on the train in India and how it like, you know, be prepared, like go to the bathroom before you get on the train. It's like the worst ever. And we had this like five or six hour train ride. And of course you have to go to the bathroom in that time. And 
the the bathroom on the train I have to say is like pretty much the dirtiest like worst experience I don't know you can imagine you know it's just um I don't know how to describe it it's all it was also you know one of those you know where the toilet's like in the floor so you have to like squat but the train's moving so you're trying to hold on but you don't really want to touch anything because it's just disgusting and and so that was I I feel like that was not so darling (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't sound very darling um (laughs) it doesn't sound very darling yeah <laughs> yes, no, that's great. I appreciate that. Um, wh- what what celebrity or or person per se do you find to be so darling? I would probably have to say Jennifer Garner. Um, you know, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she always has the most lighthearted, hilarious, you know, quirky posts. And um, back when she was. Um, I feel like more visible whenever I can't remember the show she was on, but back in the day, people used to always tell me I look like her. So I feel like I just have this natural kind of affinity for her. And I just think she's so, she's so darling. Like she's, um, she's adorable. And I think that she does a really nice job, especially I think in social media of just kind of keeping it real, you know, and just being like a real person and and really relatable. Sure. Yes. I would have to agree. And I believe the show that she was on was Felicity. I I know she was on Felicity because I believe she came on. I watched that show. I loved that show that in Dawson's Creek, but I want to say she was on Felicity um, as Scott, who I think she married at the, I think she got married to him at one point. Um, I think she was his girlfriend, and maybe that's where they had met. I don't know. but I think, I think the show I'm thinking of was Alias. Oh, yes. That yes, that's that right. Before that. I, don't recall the, I don't recall Felicity. Yes, Alias. I, I do remember that one, too. Um, and I, I think she was she was the lead, I think, in that. Um, okay, so what is in your closet? <laughs> um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have, um, I actually have a, um, it's like a dressing room. I, I feel like when we moved into this house, there was this room upstairs. It's kind of small with like pitch ceiling and like, it's kind of like, well, what are we going to do with this room? You know? And, um, it was just a really, I think, wonderful moment of like this is going to be my closet so it's it's um I feel like it's kind of a a wonderful place to be actually but it's uh it I have a lot of lululemon and a lot of leggings (laughs) a lot of workout clothes and um a lot of vans uh slip-ons and I've kind of gotten into the Birkenstocks lately I uh I don't know. I got my first pair like a year or two ago and I kind of am one of these people that when I get on something, it's like, I'll buy it in like all the colors, you know? (laughs) So I am right there with you with the Lululemon because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with the, the align legging. It feels like I'm naked and I'm not wearing anything and I just absolutely love it. And my husband says, you have too many leggings there's so many you do not need any more but i just keep buying them and i love vans as well yeah and i'm i'm a big van uh fan as well so um i have some some slip-ons that i had made um 
custom made that have sunfl- sunflowers on them and they're my favorite oh i'll have to see those i just did um just got some customs this year too which was super fun and they're really not that expensive either it kind of yeah it kind of can become a really fun thing to get into i will say that over the years my closet shifted a lot and i've gotten rid of like my high heels because mm-hmm. just i mean i feel like i'm really sounding old but it's just you know it, it doesn't serve like serve me well like with my back and stuff and so it's i feel like over the years i've gotten more flats and more um yeah comfy shoes <laughs> same here i f- i feel the same way i i would go anywhere and everywhere dressed up with heels on these days it's slip-on shoes leggings uh, workout attire most of the time and so uh, that's why I want to keep it real on on my social media is because most of the days I'm not really dressed up in the the clothing although I do like getting dressed up and wearing fashion because I do love fashion and I love to get dressed up but most of the time I'm not like that so if I have something dressier on, I'm going to get a picture because typically I'm not wearing that or I'll wear that or change several different outfits and take a few pictures with that on. Because like I said, most of the time I'm not, I'm not wearing that. So, um, and then I know you said that you have, um, you are a interior designer. Is that correct? That's where I started my career. Yeah. I don't really practice that so much today, but you know, I'm a, I think a designer at heart. (laughs) So how would you describe your home decor then? I would say eclectic, um, you know, and very, very much things that I find inspiring. I think that the best design happens over time. You know, I have, I know people that, you know, have moved or have built houses or whatever, and they want it all done, like, you know, in a week. Um, and they go out and they find all the things and, and, you know, like accessorize their home and I really I really feel like the best design happens over time and through acquiring like beautiful you know things that have meaning to you and really express you know your own um you know just essence and personality and so I have I have a lot of things that come from travel you know from different places I've traveled and I have a lot of crystals in my home like a lot of crystals Um, So, yeah, but I would say it's kind of, you know, a little bit kind of boho and modern all at the same time. I agree with that, what you said, Um, because before I was the type that had to go out, pick out everything, have it done. And when I'm when we moved here, it's been about three years ago. I still have yet to do anything like hang anything in our bedroom because I wanted this wallpaper and it's beautiful and I love it, but it. It is the hardest thing to to you know accessorize with, and so it, it 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 basically just took up a lot of the design that I could put into the room. So now I'm kind of like oh, so I I try not to just I I want to take my time now, and I've learned that throughout the years of of and growing up, you know, and being much more mature and not. I think that's helped a little bit um, in getting older. Um, and enjoy those things because before, uh, you know, those pieces, you know, that I could have had from my grandmother or things that I, you know, really thought weren't that nice at the time. I now wish that I would have kept some of those things because they meant so much and they had a piece of my heart. But I just 
didn't at the time really want it. At the, you know, I, th- I wanted new things and all these, you know, things you see in magazines. But now I've kind of changed my outlook on that. So I, I so, so, so much appreciate you sharing your um, story with, with my listeners. So how can my listeners find you? Yeah, so I have a website. It's sarahbellstyle.com. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Sarah Bell Style. Sarah has been gracious enough to offer a discount code to my listeners. So choose the word darlin for 20% off. That's darlin, D-A-R-L-I-N. And remember, her website is sarahbellstyle.com. S-A-R-A-H. B-E-L-L-E-S-T-Y-L-E dot com. Well, you guys will have to check her out. I don't think you will regret it. I definitely love all the pieces that she has. So check her out. Thank you so much again, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow Not So Darling Podcast on Instagram.